Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to the Interviews Podcast. We are here for the post-match reaction of our first Champions League game of the season, the 2023-2024 campaign against Real Sociedad at the San Sebastian, which finished 1-1 with goals from Bryce Mendes in the fourth minute and Lautaro to tie it in the 87th minute. Um, very, very interesting <laughs> interesting setup from Inter here. Um wasn't the most aesthetically pleasing game to watch, that's for sure. But either way, we'll jump into all of it. As always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa. I'm joined here by Johnny Paterno. Um, Johnny, how's it feel to be back in the booth, first of all, before we, we dive into the game? Let me just say that I've informed all my friends that if they are to get married during the season, I will not be attending anymore. Yeah, I, I think care. What who they are? I don't. I mean, this was my best friend. I've told now my brothers. We'll, we will not be doing this. Okay, you ruined my Saturday. I couldn't really enjoy the game live. I got to see like maybe the first half, and then I had to take photos during the second half. It was it was infuriating. So I'm never, ever, going to a wedding during an intermatch again. Yeah, um, you know, and of course, you not being here, there are some audio issues. It just was a, a disaster all around without you, but we're happy to have you back. Um, unfortunately, your return has coincided with uh, Inter's worst performance of the season that today. Not, that is not my fault. <laughs> let's not um, let's not sugarcoat it about what we saw today. I put out on Twitter that I thought that this was like the best game Real Sociedad could possibly play. Uh, and that for Inter, it was the worst game that we could possibly play. So, um, you know, to come away from that being the situation with a point is is not necessarily terrible. It's, you know, I don't want to make excuses or anything like that. But the fact of the matter is, is that the away game to Sociedad was always going to be you know, one of the two most difficult games that we'll play in the group stage. You know, we're still in in with good position to to win the group, given that Salzburg actually beat Benfica here. So at the end of the day, if our worst possible performance, we can walk away still undefeated today. Um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill the team. There's obviously some things we need to talk about, but I won't kill the team. What did you make of uh of what you taught today? Yeah, no, listen, we, we could all sit here and say that it was the worst performance we've seen, and I would not disagree with that. I mean, this was a very poorly played match. Um, you know, some people would say that he, Inzaghi got the lineup wrong. I actually was not too upset with it. And in fact, I, I you know, stated that, you know, this, I would rather have to go to the bench and bring on a Taram and Fratesi and Di Marco down a goal than be subbing them off looking to get a goal. You know, like that's... <clears throat> Do, do I think we may have, you know, been able to maybe steal a win had we started them? Sure, absolutely. But I do think that those guys came on. They were able to bring in a burst of energy. Were obviously the best players, go, you know, once they came on, specifically Turam and and, uh, and Alexis. I thought Alexis was actually fantastic. But to steal a point where in the past where we would have put, a, put in a performance like this and walked away with nothing, I am more than happy to take a point with this, this, this from this match, especially... In my opinion, I actually thought that this would be the hardest one. I mean, you saw how Sociedad fans came out. They were ruckus from the get-go. Um, very passionate, very into their club. I mean, uh, to me, the Basque region you know, is, is one of the – probably my favorite one in, in Spain. I love Bilbao. I love Sociedad. I, I think that they're my two favorite teams to really watch from La Liga, and I'm not a big La Liga fan. So to come away from there with a point in what I think is going to be the hardest match for us um, away um, – I think that's a huge testament of the mentality that, you know, that Inzaghi has been able to instill in these guys and, and they're not even satisfied with the performance. So that that's something that uh, I think it's going to just leave them hungry. And I, I feel bad for whoever we play next, you know. Which is Empoli. 
which <laughs> just fired their coach. And uh, yep. hopefully we can go ahead and put a put a beating on them this weekend. But there's really you, two. You think we can get eight? Think we can get eight? I mean, Maybe Roma eight? definitely definitely didn't deserve seven. That's for sure. I mean, get, so, the t- get the touchdown, go for two. You know, <laughs> <laughs> let's go for ten. Um, let's make it a two score game. So. Yeah, there's really two ways that we can go about discussing this match. One would be to not make excuses, but to discuss all of the reasons why today played out the way that it did, you know, or to go in on some players and performances and the coach, which I don't um, necessarily want to be doing, and I don't think that we need to be doing either. So I'm going to go ahead and start with, my take on why the first half played out the way that it did and you know eventually things turned around in the uh in the second but we started off that game with extremely aggressive pressing which is not unlike the way that we started the rest of the games that we played in Serie A which is this team the way that Inzaghi wants to play is to get an early goal sit back and counter with Bastoni making that individual error, let's face it, it wasn't a great pass from Somer, but Bastoni could have done better there. With Bastoni making an early error, error and going down one nothing, um, you know, very early on in the game, we are not we are not the kind of team that's conditioned to play from behind for you know eighty five minutes. It's just not not the type of team that we have. It's especially not the type of team that we have if Hakan Chalunoglu is not going to be the Regista. We had a hard time breaking the press of Sociedad's, and it wasn't because, oh, Aslani's not good enough or anything like that. They're playing in a cauldron of a stadium, of a team that hasn't been in the Champions League for 10 years. They're pressing high. They're a good ball possession team. That is a a really, really tough spot to be putting a 21-year-old Aslani into and asking him to, you know, perfectly break the the press. He's not that yet, and losing Hakan right before the game is really why it played out the way that it did. Um, You know, not to mention Arnautovic didn't have the best of his game, but what did you think of how we reacted to going down so early and and really, you know, knocking knocking us off our game um, so early into the into the match, I think when you look at that that start of the game, it was definitely very very rough. Um, you could tell that a lot of the guys were not familiar with one another. That there was a lot of feeling each other out, and it was ki- I was kind of hopeful that we would be able to go maybe 20, 25 minutes without conceding. That way, they can kind of grow into it, maybe gel a little bit. When you give up a goal that early in that kind of environment, it definitely is a bit of a shell shock. It takes you out of your your play style, and you're kind of forced to pivot your mentality. I do like the way they responded in the sense where they were able to finally settle down in the match. Um, you know, uh, Arnatovic was a was a little bit of a surprise. I, I, personally, I was actually excited to see him start because I did want to see him from the first minute. Um, I don't think he was terrible. He wasn't good, but I don't think he was terrible. Um, you know, Pavard... did, it seem, did it seem like he had a hard time getting his footing today? Like there were a few times where I saw Interisti were slipping. Inter I, I, players. Think, I think a lot of players were slipping. I, I don't know if that, you know, I don't know if that's the way the grass was, if they just had, you know, obviously we, we all know they always water the pitch before in the the match and then at, at halftime. So I don't know if they just overwater it to make the ball run a little bit quicker for, for the home team and give them a little bit of an advantage. And and of course they would know that ahead of time too, that maybe they, you know, maybe they wore longer studs. Um, you know, that's something we used to do in, in high school. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if, if pro teams are doing it. And, and that's very possible. I feel like his touch was a little off. And, I'm, and I mean like that, like normally he's a little bit more, controlling in tight spaces and there was the ball where he was inevitably offside i think that he wanted to shoot that first time and because it got away from him he had to you know readjust and and shot it really right at the goalkeeper i was more upset he didn't try to set it for lautaro but hey it is what it is um he was off anyway it wouldn't have mattered so um you know pavard i was i 
actually tweeted that I was more impressed with his his tackling than his passing in this game. Yeah, um, he definitely came in with some good last second challenges and, and really timed his his slide tackles perfectly. Um, you know, I think once he gets his passing in, the sky's the limit with him. And I've been saying this, and I know other people have been saying this. You know, Barella's not even playing at his best. Like he's he playing been, at his worst. Like he is playing mediocre at best. I would say for the start of the most, except for the first game where I thought he was good, very good in my opinion. Um, he's been very mediocre. If we can get everybody clicking and running on the same page, I mean, watch out, guys. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not hitting any panic buttons. I know you're not. No, I don't think anyone is. Yeah. This was just yeah. a, this was just a bad performance. And you know what? I'll take a point in a bad performance instead of you know losing you know every day, especially with how how tight this group could potentially be. Yeah, I I mean I feel the same way, and I was actually getting just really annoyed with some of the Interisti on Twitter, like just melting down. It's it's so weak. Like we've been so dominant all year, and we played poorly. Like, what did you think this was going to look like? What did yeah, you think we the whole year was going to look like? Like, stop being so freaking fragile. Things don't always go your way. And we still walked out of there with a point. Relax. Relax. Yeah. The amount of people shitting on, like, Arnautovic is terrible. Aslani is horrible. It's like, guys, they, this was their first starts, their first starts for uh, this season. And it was happening in a huge game in the Champions League in Sociedad where we immediately went down. It's a, it's a tough spot. It's a tough spot. It, it's not indicative like, of what's going to happen the whole season. Uh, Aslani hasn't even started a game this season, and his first game is in the Champions League at Sociedad. Like, like come on, man. Like, do I do I expect better? Of course, I do. I expect that of every player. I think that you know, like, I, I I want everyone to play to the best of their abilities and to show their their abilities to people who don't really pay have their eyes on the Serie A and like. You know, to I'm sure now English pundits are gonna point to this game, probably not having watched a lick of it, and good, say like, oh, "See, see, look, Inter's doing what we thought they would do." You know, and that's fine. Good. It really doesn't bother me. Like, I'd rather be the underdog. We were the underdog last year, and look what that got us. You know. Um, yeah, I don't know why everyone is talking about us right now, but they they seem to be very interested. Yeah, yeah, we seem to be a popular club to just be you know shitting on, and everybody wants to hype up arsenal you know whatever that means and you know but whatever um look we, i i know we weren't gonna go 38 and 0 and then breeze through the group yeah. and then get to the champions league final again like i know that's not realistic we're gonna drop stinkers we are yeah. now are we able to steal a point in all those stinkers that'll be nice you know are we yeah. able to maybe you know play let's we, we may have a game this season against let's say a roma or a lazio or whatever we play absolutely terrible but we steal a 2-1 win. You know, like, I mean, these things are going to happen, and it's going to happen to the best of teams. It's going to happen, you know, with the worst of teams. Let's let's not get too reactionary. You know, I, I said last year that I was going to trust Simone's decisions. You know, he got us to recoup and finish top four. He got us to the Champions League final, where I didn't even know if he was really going to be able to do it. And you know what? Like, yes, we could, we could, we could point fingers and say, oh, he got the lineup wrong, but... Like I said, if he got the lineup right, do you really think we would have been able to get that goal when we did? I don't know. Like, would would right. um would Alexis have you know, let's say he started Alexis or he started Taram, and then he, instead of bringing on Alexis, he brings on Arnatovic and he brings on I don't know who else, like whoever. Yeah, you game, know, like it, like things was, could have been. The game was entirely letting up an early goal, and then a young kid you know, that's taking the place of Hakan, who's been so immense for us, like struggling to beat the press. And it was just, it's just what it was. It wasn't, it like wasn't it was, a good performance. It was performance. who made the mistake. It's not like it was, you know, Aslani or Augusto. Like, it's a guy who's played every game. Like, what you know, yeah, ter- terrible situation. Like, he, like every, I mean, we're all taught this as, as little kids to not, you know, bring the ball up, up the middle in the pitch and, and lose it there. So, I mean, he did. He was yeah. clearly looking to get the foul called with the way he went down there. I mean, it was never going to happen. And it is what it is, you know? I mean, and then other people wanted to blame Sommer for not making the save. Like, if he, they're like, oh, he didn't move. It was, a, it, was like, impo- it was no goalkeeper like, where, in the world. It's impossible. Where do you want him to go? 
like he was leaning towards going far post, right? If he dives that way, he looks like an idiot for diving away from the shot to begin with. Like he was already leaning that way. There was no way he was going to lean back and be able to, to to make the save. I'm not mad at him. You know, I mean, he made some big saves for us too that that kind of kept the match for us. So, I mean, anyway. Yeah, it's we didn't play great. At some point, we were going to play like shit. I'm happy that it we are, we're getting it out of our system. I'm not overly concerned about this squad right now. It's you know there was some rotation going on, and it is what it is. That was Sociedad's like Champions League final, and, and we were you know we we've been playing well, and we had a shit game. So it is what it is. Let's go ahead and. And talk about the team, uh, what we saw tonight. So let's start. I want to go back to front here. Let's talk about Somer. Um, this game, we, we walked away with a point. It very easily could have ended 3-4-1 um, to Sociedad. Not saying that it was just a complete domination, but more so because there were opportunities that Somer made the difference on. It's just... A fact. There was one where it was a header. I forget exactly from who. It might have been Marino at the back post, um, where he had. I think it was point three seconds reaction time, Johnny, in order to get yep. to it. Mm-hmm. Point, yeah, he point had, three seconds. And it was a it was a wonderful save. It would have put him up two nil. Um, yeah, very good reactionary save. I've always said that he's had great reactions. Uh, so yeah, that was, I mean, that was perfect. I could not have been more happy with the way that played out for us. And the save on the free kick as well, when he went, you know, um, I think it was I mean, down to like right. it gone a little bit wide, but he still made the save, you know, like I'd rather you be safe than sorry. That's, that's right. how I always feel. Um, you know, it could have been a fluke where it bounced and hit the post and went in like, you know, so yeah, great save again there. Um, he had another one on the first half. I don't remember if it was Kubo or somebody else came in and took a shot on their left foot, though, like tried to go far post yeah, around. He hit it him, off the and, post, and, yeah. And he hit it, yeah. So, you know, it's funny. You look at the the game that our former goalkeeper had today, and you see what, what Sommer did. Maybe this wasn't as bad of a, of a move. Now, I love Onana. You don't, like, I'm not going to ever, you know, dis- disrespect him. But to get that much money... And then replace him with Sommer for as little as we did. I guess. Uh, yeah. I guess they, you know, Beppe and Auxilio knew what they were doing. And this is why they have the jobs that they have. And, and I'm here talking to you on uh, interviews podcast because I would have been hanging on to him the way I probably would have hung on to Schneider for too long, you know? So. Yeah, I I thought as a goalkeeper today, Somer was was great. I thought as a distributor, it, you know, he was again having trouble with um, some of the decision making because of how aggressive uh, Sociedad's press was. That was the most our center backs have been pressed all year, um, without question. And I think it threw him off in the distribution a little bit, but it didn't really hurt us. Uh, you know, Bastoni was the one that made the mistake. So, Stormer, good performance today. Um, as far as the defense is concerned, Pavard came into the team for his first start. Um, I thought defensively, like, no issues whatsoever. Uh, ha- handled whoever was on his side, which it was all three wingers for Sociedad um, at one point, right? They were rotating. Kubo found himself on the uh, left wing. Baranachera was there, Oyanzaba was there, and Pavard handled all of them with ease. Um, he misplaced a couple passes, which is not typical of him, but I would say that it's probably typical of a player who might be a little rusty, right? He hasn't, he hasn't gotten game time with the team yet. But I think we saw flashes of a player that's going to really, really help us. And... There's another player that we'll talk about today. You know, I'll save that. I'll save that comment for later. Uh, tell me what you thought of Benji's debut. Yeah, I mean, I was very happy with it for the most part overall. <clears throat> you know, I want my defenders to be able to vet, to defend, and and I thought he did a, a really good job on his side. Really handled everything that came his way. Um, like you said, yeah, the passing was a little bit off, but you know what? I I, I think that's going to be fine for you know the season as a whole and. 
will be able to take this, and he'll. I, I'm hoping that he'll be able to grow from it. I would actually like to see him potentially start the Empoli game. I think that would be a, a good one to like allow him to really feel his way into the squad. And realistically, like I mean, Empoli hasn't scored a goal all season, so like I would have no problem. Think- you know, yeah, I think he will because I do believe that this is Dumfries' second game in a row with the full ninety. Um, so I think that so, so I think that no, yes, I think that even though Quadrado is hurt, I think Darmian will be stepping into the lineup at right wing back, and Pavard will will get the start against Empoli. I mean, dude, I hope I hope you're right there. Like that would be ideal. I would really like to see. Well, I would like to see that duo on the right side going forward um me too yeah but yeah i mean we'll see what happens i thought devry played very well I, I got no complaints about his game really the only mistake on the defense was was that you know bastoni slip up that led to the goal it is what it is we'll uh we'll learn from this i you know i'm, I'm sure yeah. you know the, the guys know what they did wrong and they know what uh what to do and how to fix it so yeah yeah so Quickly um, about the other two center backs, like Devray, I feel the same way about Devray that I do about Sommer, in that as a center back, Devray was really good. Like cleared the ball out of the box, like didn't didn't let he didn't get beat um, very much at all. But as a distributor, I believe that if you told Inzaghi, if you told him, hey, four minutes into this match, you're gonna go down, they're gonna press you very very hard. I think he would have started Acerbi knowing that because he would have wanted a center back that can beat the the press with his distribution a little bit easier. Um, but again, you know, hindsight is is twenty twenty. With Bastoni, he wasn't able to influence the game. For, first of all, he had the individual mistake, which again, for as much as Inter played like shit and Sociedad dominated this game, their only goal came off of an individual error from Bastoni. The second thing about about why he was so ineffective their most dangerous player Kubo he's an he's actually a good player he's not a player that you want to leave on an island by himself where you can distribute the ball to him so Bastoni wasn't allowed to so much of our offensive play comes through Bastoni stepping up if you look at the numbers if you look at the statistics he's along with Hakan he's not the player that touches the ball more for Inter than any other player, his progressive passing, progressive Wait, really? So, yeah, he is he is wow. a huge part of our offensive game. So him not being able to do what he does hurt us today. It really, really did. Um, but again, it was all in Sociedad because y- you can't you can't leave Kubo on an island. So. Um, is what it is there. Do you have anything that you wanted to talk about with regards to Bastoni today? No, I think we pretty much covered everything I want to say about him. Okay. You know. All right. Um, as far as the wingbacks go, Augusto, solid game. Um, you can you can really see the difference between Augusto and Di Marco, uh, especially in a game like this where we got to see a lot more Augusto than we usually do. The guy loves to cut inside and be more of a central option, whereas Di Marco is a, you know, he crosses from deep and he loves to hug the touchline a little bit more. I'm happy to have both of these wingbacks in the team because it allows us to do some different things. But, you know, solid debut for him um, probably would have been better if we were able to possess the ball a little bit better and actually use it, use him. But I didn't think that there was anything wrong with his performance today. Not the reason we lost. Uh, sorry, Tide. Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree with that too. Um, nothing that I would be like, oh man, what a performance from Augusto. But again, yeah, like you said, a solid performance. Um, I liked his pace. I think his power was uh, was also good in handling Kubo. I feel like DiMarco would have been a little bit, a little bit out of his. I don't want to say out of his depth, but like it would have been a little bit harder for him to handle Kubo, his pace and everything. And so I think that that was a good call by Inzaghi, in my opinion. And I really wish, you know, had had uh, our guy Bastoni not slipped, you know, I think we would have been fine because he really didn't offer much himself. I think he had maybe one instance where he was able to get a shot off. Um, didn't look too dangerous. So happy with his performance uh, for the most part. And I mean, I guess we could talk about the other side of the wing. Yeah. If you- um, if you want, we don't have to though. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think we should because 
it was an interesting challenge that the right side of our team was up against today, right? Debuting Pavard first minutes, number one. Number two, Barenechea pushes really high up the field. Same with Mikel Marino and same with Kieran Tierney. They're all players that push high up the field. So you can look at it of two different ways. Either Dumfries was forced into ineffectiveness because a lot of the play from Sociedad went through the left-hand side. Um, they pushed really high up the field and he had to play defense. Or you can say that there was an opportunity for him to exploit all the space that they left behind. Um, if he worked a little bit harder when we did possess the ball from the back and made runs that forced Barrichello, Marino, and Tierney to not be so high up the pitch. Um, I thought every time he touched the ball, he took too long um, to do anything with as a crosser was not effective. That's the nicest way that I'll put it. He's been good for us this year. And I, I uh, given all the times that we've shit on this guy, like I don't want to make him to be the scapegoat. He's definitely not the reason that we walked out of there with the point. And I mean that in both a positive and a negative. Um, what do you have to say for, for Denzel uh, in his, his orange kit, which expectations might have been a little higher because of that? Yeah, there was definitely uh, you know the hype that he would uh, perform the way he does for the Dutch national team. Um, he, yeah, like you said, he wasn't the reason we didn't get the the win. He wasn't the reason we drew. Um, the crossing is just... I, I don't know. I feel like I beat a dead horse with this. It's just not good enough, though. Um, you know, but this is this is what we expect. I mean... Maybe that's why like I struggle to praise him because when he does something good, people act like see, see, and I feel like you only have to do that if a guy is not good enough. Like you right. know, like if like I remember <laughs> I, I remember think you I nailed playing, it right there. I I remember when I was playing uh like baseball in college and I was going through a bit of a slump. I got a I got a hit, you know, right up the middle. And one of my buddies came up to me and said, see, man, you still got it. And I'm like, you're only like, it, it hit me like, yo, you're saying that because I've been playing like such trash that that little single up the middle was good enough for you to think that I still had like, and that's basically the same thing, man. We look at Dumfries and it's like, see, man, like he had one decent touch or, oh man, look at that pass he gave up, you know, to Taram or look at that, you know, like it takes something simple and we blow it up and we make it like it's something actually massive that he's done. Yeah. You know, it's it's not hate. It's just let's recognize what he is. Let's not put him on this pedestal like he's some world beater or game-changing player. Does he have moments of brilliance? Absolutely. But you know what? Anybody can do that. Anybody can have a moment. Like, I mean, Freddie Guarin scored a banger for us against Milan in the Derby. You know, the guy also missed and probably killed 70 fans with the shots that he's launched into the crowd. So... You know, like it does not mean that the person is, you know, the end all be all. So I, 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 I hope that he can at least just continue like the bare minimum performances that he does or, or that now that Pavard plays, maybe Dumfries, like you said, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, maybe Darmian can go back to his natural right wing back position and we can have the solidity there. Cause we also, we know he's a much better crosser and we, he's much better and more responsible defensively. And I also think that would allow for Pavard to be able to, you know, make some overlapping runs and be able to to continue to press forward and use his passing to help in the attack. So we'll see what happens. But it's not Dumfries' fault. So I'm not no. I'm not trying to hate on Dumfries, but Yeah. I think you nailed it. I think you nailed exactly what it is with him. Um it's he's not been bad this year at all, but not at of all. Court, there was a there was always going to be a performance coming where you do realize the limitations of this player, and now that Pavard has started his first game and is into the team, it doesn't have to be like, oh, do we really want a thirty five year old Cuadrado to to start for seventy minutes? Like now you have another option. You know, Darmian can play. <laughs> Darmian can certainly play. Yeah. So and then when let's you wanna, see and when you want to rest Pavard. You know, you could put Darmian back there and then you could have maybe Cuadrado start that game or something. You know, like you have options. 
and it's it's, yeah. it's a good problem to have. Um, let's hope let's hope that um, Inzaghi you know has the same mindset. So the midfield today, um, when Inter is is doing well, it's because their midfield is is dominating proceedings, and. That was always going to be even the most optimistic Inter fan, like myself, where I was really excited to see Aslani finally starting. Like, I like the kid. I think that he's good. I do think that he's good. This was a really tough spot to put him in. Um, and I think that maybe because of the high that we've been on, we didn't really give enough credence to the fact that one of the most important players, again, like I said, he has the most touches on the team. Everything runs through him. Hakan, we didn't give that enough weight that he was going to be out today. And that's a lot to ask of Aslani to do. Here's what happened with Aslani. Um, had trouble with Sociedad's physicality, for sure. But kind of bullied a little bit. Um, and I don't think that he was prepared for that. I think that also because of his age and, you know, his inexperience, he was, he wanted to make the right decision a lot of time, a lot of the time. So he was holding on to the ball longer than he needed to, where in the situation that the team was in, we really needed him to recycle that ball quickly, right? A team like Sociedad that's pressing you hard you need to get them on their back foot quick. And I don't blame the kid. He's not, he doesn't have that, the experience. He has the talent and he, he will figure it out. In my opinion, you guys are going to kill me. You probably hate Aslani, which I think is unfair, but tonight was not a great night for him. And it's not necessarily his fault is the point that I'm trying to make. That's a tough, tough thing to ask the kid to come through as the Regista for a side that really leans on, on their Regista against, you know, in this sort of situation. Um, I guess I'll ask this twofold. Did you think that Aslani was the right choice uh, to substitute Hakan? Would you have gone with Mickey or Klaassen? And what did you think of, uh, of the youngster's performance? You know, before the game, I thought it was the right choice. You know, we've seen glimpses of this of this kid and the potential he has. He hasn't been able to get it to come together and really take place over like the course of a match for himself. I don't I don't think playing Mickey back there would have been the right choice because you take away like he was always known as an attacking midfielder. You know, so I mean, although, you know, I'm sure Inzaki can really maybe, you know, transform him and have him learn that that position. I don't think you want to take away from his creativity in the, in the attacking end and, and having him to sit back a little bit more and just just in front of the defense like like Hakan does. Um, Hakan can do it because I think he has well he does have a little bit more pace than than Mickey does and he's a little more quick to react and and, and put, get the ball out of the zone and push it forward. And I guess I was hoping Aslani would be able to have that same type of mentality and, and ability to to kind of start the counters. I mean. I don't know. I, I definitely don't think Klassen would have been the right guy. But maybe that's just because I'm still thinking of Klassen as the player that went from, you know, Ajax to Everton and was a massive flop as opposed to Klassen, the, the guy who I thought might have been good enough to go somewhere else and when you know and when he left the the Dutch league. So Listen, you you gave it a shot. It didn't work out. I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't think that means that he should never be allowed to see the pitch again. But I do think that he still has some growing to to do. And this may be the type of situation where it's like you look at your team and you look at what you have. And maybe you think in January you loan him out, you know, to get more playing time under his wings or under his legs, I should say, really. And, and being able to to not have the pressure of playing at, a inter, you know, at, at this young of an age. It's not for everybody, and I'm not saying he's not good enough and he never will be, but I, I do think right now he has a little bit of maturing to do to be able to handle the bright lights of, of, of the Champions League and, and maybe even some big matches in the Serie A because, you know, um, that early yellow he got, I was worried that he was going to get another stupid one. I know, that, you know I know. And, um, I thought the same thing. I was like, that's, that's not the kid I want to get a yellow, you know. I mean, we had a little scare too with Barella there, which... I'm glad they did the right thing and, and you know, changed their, their mind because 
I lost my mind during that I whole did too. situation. I, I was like, are you kidding me? Did you really just do that? And then I saw the replay. I'm like, oh, you did nothing. Like, this better not. I was, I, my girlfriend left the room. I was screaming like a lunatic, like a lunatic. Um, I, I probably would have been too, so. But, but yeah, with, with the Aslani yellow, just quickly, uh, I was, all, I also think that that played into his performance because knowing mm? the situation that you're in, very early on to get that yellow like you play you will play a little bit different um you will play a little bit different and i think you know to your point about like maybe men- mentally and with the experience not you know not ready i think physically he also has some some growing into his body that he needs to For do sure. um, yeah. especially at that regista position he's going to be tested uh defensively a lot and it, it seems like it's a little easy to muscle him off off of his position but technique wise, I mean, I have all the confidence in the world that he'll come through. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Alone might be good. I, I'm. A, I hope that we bring in somebody though. Uh, definitely don't want to experiment with Mickey or Klassen back there, or even try to rely on Sensi. But that's the way the cookie crumbled for Christiana Slani today. You're doubting, you're doubting Sensi. Wow. Wow. Got a muscle injury from not training. Wow. <laughs> Um, I don't even know where to start for them because I mean, Barella has, has not been on fire this year. Mickey, you know, has, has done well, but today wasn't his, his greatest game. These guys are obviously tired. Um, and they were very ineffective today. Had a hard time dealing with. Um, Bryce Mendez constantly running uh, in behind them and them having to track he's a good, back. He's a, good little, he's a good little player. I mean, uh, he is. a flopper, but he's a good little player. They're all floppers. They're I mean, all yeah, floppers. The, the, everyone in La Liga is, yeah. True, true, true. true. That, was a, that was amazing to watch today. I forgot what it's like to play Spanish teams because that was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, for me, the whole midfield was ineffective. There's not much for me to say like Mikitarian ineffective to the point of there's not much for me to comment on specific actions. But I love the only thing that you can really comment on was the red card that wasn't a red card. Um, but yeah, that that was the state of our midfield today. Not great. Not great. Yeah, no, I mean, I would agree. There's really not much more to say about them. Um, I hope this isn't like a trend with Barella. Uh, obviously, he's my favorite player. On the team, although Lauti's making a strong push to uh, to dethrone him, uh, but it's just it's just I don't know if there's just fatigue. I don't know if it's just something mentally that's 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 you know kind of kind of weighing on him or something. But you know it's um it's definitely not easy watching him play so far. But then you'll see moments like in the derby where he like has that 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 little bit of a of just world class touch where you're like. Just do that the whole game. Bring this the whole yeah. game. He'll have passes like he had the first match where he, you know, freed up uh, Dumfries for the goal that you're like, wow. You know, like, I don't think people understand how hard of a pass that was. And then he'll just go missing and he'll be, you know, a little careless with possession, a little slow to react in certain things. Um, look, I try not to be biased. I really do. I mean, I know some bias has come out. I'm not going to pretend like I'm perfect, but... I expect more from Barella. I really do. And I want him to get it clicking because your team needs you. In reality, you're you know one of the best players on the team. Um, you know, you and, and Lauti are, are kind of like the leaders. And you could throw Bastoni in there too, where you guys need to be on all the time. And that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the team and allows them to perform. And, you know, I would argue that you know, Hakan is doing everything so far this season that we would want Barella to be doing. You know, the, the yeah. also plays the the great tackling, the great passing, the vision, the the leadership too, and and the the willingness to to give all for the club. And I'm not saying Barella isn't doing that. Uh, I should like that last part is specifically. Um, obviously, he he loves this club, um, but the performances you need to match the the love you have for it. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I um I think, you know, you mentioned maybe he needs a rest. I really think that he needs a rest because he's been so good for so long 
that it's been, if he's available, it's been extremely hard to rest him, whether it be for Inter or whether it be the national team. So he plays every possible, you know, opportunity for him to be called up and play. He plays them all, which is a lot of matches for a young a young kid. What is he, 24, 25? I think he's 25. Um, 25 now? 26. So 26? He's, Jeez. Yeah. He's logged a lot of minutes on those legs at a, a lot of miles. You know, pretty pretty young age and yeah i think you know you're saying we gotta we gotta jump start him we gotta get him going i think just playing him right now especially when you have a player like fratezi that you can slot in is not the best best thing for him like he he needs a he probably needs a physical he would never admit it but i think he needs a physical and mental break and empoli is a perfect opportunity to give it to him right like just just sit him um i don't i don't need to see Balala against empoli this weekend you know, I, I don't. Um, that, that's a game where you th- you honestly you throw Klassen and yeah. you, you just let him play. You you know, I'm okay. Actually, you know what? If you want, start start Mickey with Fratesi, and then you can put Klassen in the CDM role for that game. Like, I don't care. Like, that's a game we should be able to throw our entire second team on and beat Empoli at least three 0 Yeah, I was like, even I was when you were saying that I was even thinking like just play Slani again. Like let him shake that's off a bad yeah, game. Let him, yeah, let him. That's fine with me too. Like I really don't. Like you could actually, you, you could tell me like, oh, it's gonna be Lauti and Alexis this game. You know, like, or you want to let Lauti rest and let it be, you know, Alexis and 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 Turam. Like that would be fun. I'd have fun with yeah. that. You know, yeah. like this is a game where we should have no problem rotating heavily, um, and just and and, and beating them with ease. In my opinion, like if yeah. Empoli cannot score. They can't. They physically cannot score. They are terrible. With my luck, we're going to give up a goal. But, like, they are the worst team <laughs> I think I've ever seen in Serie A. I'm not even kidding. I, I'm, I'm trying to think back if there's a team that I, that was worse. And I, I really can't pinpoint one that looked and played as bad as this Empoli team does. Yeah, and, um, and Aslani is... Uh... Used to play for Empoli, so we're going there. Very familiar. Might be a nice, nice might way be, to make might him be a comfortable. home game for him. You know, might so. be a home game for him. So you brought up rotation um, today for the first time. We saw all four of Inter's striking options: uh, Lautaro and Arnautovic, obviously starting the game with Duram and Alexis coming on and being real protagonists of us actually getting the the equalizer. Um, so I guess the first thing, you know, we spoke about Arnautovic already to very quickly touch on his performance, found himself offside a few times. Uh, the control that we're used to seeing was not there. The typical, like, hold-up play physicality was not there. You know, you want me to give a, an analysis on this? I just think he was off. I just think he was off. That's it. I, I You know, I don't think... Uh, it, it was so different for if we'd been seeing this this trend playing out in all of his appearances, I'd say, ooh, I don't know what we just signed, but this was an off game for him. Um, any other anything to to talk about Arnautovic before we get into the other starter, Lautaro? No, nah, I pretty much kind of covered that when we were talking about the guys who who kind of had their first game today. So, yeah, um, another ninety minutes for Lautaro. He looks like. He looks like he was feeling it today, yet still worked his ass off um, defensively, making tackles in um, the final third, like closing off passing lanes. We had a tough time giving him the ball. And when he got the ball, he was swarmed immediately. So it was like, it was a really hard game to ask anything of Lautaro, yet he still delivers with the equalizer. The only opportunity he gets, he puts it away. So for me... I'm not mad at Lautaro, like, that, oh, he didn't show up, the captain didn't show up. No, a lot of the players around him didn't show up, didn't get give him the service he needed, and the only opportunity he got, he buried it. So for me, no problems with the captain's performance today. He worked his, his ass off. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, that, was, that was a leader's performance. You know, like, that's something that I expect to see week in and week out. Um he did his all for the team, and I mean, I have no complaints. Obviously, the goal was clutch. You know, this this is the kind of performances you expect from you know your your the guy who's wearing the armband. 
where it may not be his best performance, but he is laying it all out there for the club. He wants to win. You can see even with his post-match comments how he felt about it, You know where it just wasn't good enough. This was not something that you would have got from a guy like Icardi. And even Icardi would not have had you know, the ability to get to that ball there either himself. Like he probably would have expected it on his head or something and, and been a little lazy in, in, in reacting. I'm yeah, I'm not, I'm not upset with his performance at all. Um, I'm happy with the goal. I, I always want to see more, you know, I, I mean, I want him to, to shatter records and be able to finally, you know, maybe, maybe get in the Ballon d'Or chance, 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 a chance at the Ballon d'Or. I, I'm struggling with English today, but anyway, um, yeah, he's a guy that I I expect to see this kind of continuity for the rest of the season, and I'm looking forward to to seeing his growth to maybe really become one of the elite finishers in 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 world football. Yeah, and I think his goal um, now his goal puts him at uh, third Six all time. Season. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. For Champions League goal scorers, there's uh, Julio Cruz and Adriano are both ahead of him. Two players that, that I love. Yeah. <laughs> love like Julio love Cruz. Those guys, Julio so. Cruz probably only played like twelve Champions League games too. Not that I, much, I, you know what I mean. Used like, to love Julio Cruz. His free kicks were incredible. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, he gets the equalizing goal on a day that we didn't play well. That's that's captain stuff for me right there. Duram and Alexis came in, uh, looked really dangerous. Duram, um, I love having a forward who actively tries to beat his man um really really good stuff from him today uh could have had a goal had uh lautaro just you know uh a, a foot or not even a foot a couple inches or so offside um and turan would have had the equalizing goal today and uh i thought he looked I, good I and still then i haven't seen an angle where it looked offside did, did, Paramount the, show, did Paramount show a replay? Because it didn't. Look I like thought it the, was... the replay that I that I saw um, live during the match, like I didn't, I didn't have a problem. I don't remember having like an, a serious issue uh, with it being ruled off. So that's the thing. Like, you know, I didn't even see it look off. Like uh, uh, maybe I missed it at some point, but it didn't look like Lauti was ever off, and it didn't look like Augusto was off. For me, maybe I mean maybe which is the angle they showed, but. I don't know. I didn't think he was off. That's all. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I would have to. I would have to see it again. Um, I would have to see it again. But either way, I thought he was. It was a positive performance, and I'm happy that. Um, I'm happy that uh, he got some time to rest. Honestly, because he's been he's been getting after it. Uh, and then Alexis's first minutes of the season. Um, came real deep to get the ball. Came real deep to get the ball and try to make something happen in that midfield because he came on for Mikitarian. So we had two in the midfield. Uh, it was Fratesi and did Barella get the whole game? Uh, yeah, I think so. He did. He did get it. Yeah, Barella played the whole game. Yeah, so it was Fratesi and Barella in the middle of the park, and um, that's it. So Alexis did a lot of dropping deep to get the ball. And then once we were in the final third, like he, he looked to be dangerous, obviously nothing, nothing doing, nothing coming off, but I thought, you know, pretty positive performance from, from him. And I am looking forward to, uh, to seeing of what we've maybe already seen. Yeah, no, I would agree with you hundred percent on that. Like I, I said in the summer I wanted him to be the the fourth guy. I thought that he'd be the perfect profile for that. Um, he's got the right characteristics. He, I mean, definitely has a beautiful goal in him, and he he does have the ability to take free kicks, decent vision, good passing. Like there's, there are things that he could do that could really help this team, and especially in matches like this. And obviously, we saw what he was able to do when he got got the chance to come on finally for his first uh, appearance of the season, and I'm. Yeah, I'm very happy with the performance, and I I hope he keeps this up as well. And I, I also also staying healthy that'd be clutch. Yeah, yep. Diagnosed recently with anemia over the international break, so let's hope that uh, a club that's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, if not a billion dollars, would be able to to get him healthy again. Um. All right, Inzaghi. So. Yeah, Lautaro after the game said that they the team did not do what they had prepared to do 
right? Because I think a lot of Interisi would, would say, oh, we looked unprepared tactically, yada, yada. For me, I think the tactics were thrown out the window four minutes into the game. They weren't expecting to be down and having to... Yeah, like having to play on the front foot like that um, and try to try to get, you know, get back in the game that early. Uh, and then I also think there was some ineffectiveness from the players. Uh, I think, you know, having Hakan go down with an injury and, you know, being in a, in a position where he didn't have to play a couple of veterans that aren't natural registas in that position or put the 21-year-old in there in a tough spot, like that's not really on him. Um, he's doing what he can. Uh and then I, you know, the team ended up fighting back and and taking a point. So I'm not killing Inzaghi for today. I wanted nope. to see rotation in the squad. I liked, I liked what I saw. So, um, yeah. It, it feels like everyone gets a mulligan here. You know? If this, if we that's see good, it against Empoli, if we see it against Empoli, if we see it in the next few matches, you know, if we don't pick up three in our next Champions, you know, home Champions League game, uh, you know, then we can start killing people. But early season mulligan for everyone, right? Some teams tie away to Sociedad. Some teams lose the Derby 5-1. Uh, free do, free do for the boys. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for uh, Real Sociedad Inter, which finishes 1-1. Inter with one point. The standings look like this. RB Salzburg with a 2-0 victory over Benfica. They're on three points. Inter and Real with the share of points today. And Benfica sitting uh, in last place. Let's see how things play out. Johnny, anything for the listeners before we get our asses out of here? Nah. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to start saying, um, hey, can you leave a review, five stars, uh, make sure that you're subscribing and sharing because it would actually be very helpful. We haven't been asking you guys to do that. We've just been appreciating your listenership, but we do want to start doing more with the content that we're putting out. So like, subscribe, comment, reply, review, whatever it is. Uh, And also we're putting out a, a daily newsletter as well. So um, you can see that on our Twitter at interviews uh, underscore P0D. Um, other than that, I think we can go ahead and leave you how we always do in the words of the great Roberto Scarpini. Forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi, forza ragazzi. <laughs>